Welcome to Business Success Radio. My name is Anthony Turner and I'm going to be your host as we chat to everyday small business people about their journeys, their challenges and hopefully gain some tips about how we can all make our businesses better. Today my guest is Grant Ferry from Fortitude Business Consulting. Grant, welcome to the Business Success Radio podcast. Thanks, Anthony. Pleased to be here. Yeah, Grant, um, rather than me go through your bio, which I, I've got in front of me, but uh, maybe you'd like to just tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and how you came to be sort of one of the uh, leaders in innovation. Um, so I've come up through public practice um, in accounting as my background, um, but I moved to Melbourne about six years ago with a desire to do an MBA and Really, my goal is to try and help business owners uh, increase the amount of innovation that they're capable of doing. So I've worked in public practice for 20 years. I've been management consultant for the last seven years, and I've got various master's degrees across a range of um, educational sources and been working with business owners for quite a long time. So what are some of the uh, different business types that you've actually worked with and uh, currently working with? Uh, It's a large range. So I don't have any particular focus on a specific industry. So my focus is really on owner-operated businesses. Um, So I see that they have a need for a broad range, but a deep set of skills in their needs for advice, just like an owner for a business themselves. They, They wear many hats and they have many jobs they need to get done. So for me, I don't focus on a specific industry, but I focus on the needs of owner-operated businesses and that's, that's where my niche is. Okay, so one of the things that I did see in the research stuff that, um, that I did on you and also that you sent through to me was the uh, work you did in the dry fruit industry. So that was quite interesting. Yeah, so that was, I guess, the starting point for the passion in, for innovation was at that time I was also a grower as well as uh, an accountant. Um, but we were heavily involved in the dried fruit industry, which was going through a significant downturn. Um, unfortunately, the, there was almost a monopoly for the buying of the fruit from growers and that organisation hadn't invested in, in innovation at all. Their business model at that point in time was really about trying to squeeze their prices they paid for the major supplier being the growers in order to maintain their profitability. And at that time, the growers, most growers invested heavily in innovation themselves and there wasn't a lot of room left for them to to accept lower prices. So we had to step in and try and resolve the lack of innovation in the packaging and marketing business so that we could turn the industry around basically. Yeah, so what were some of the steps that um, that you took in, in that innovation? Well, we did, did quite a few things. So we, there was a lot of industry research that had already been completed, but never adopted by the industry. Mm-hmm. So our starting point was to, re-examining the research in the industry that had already been done. We engaged with a professor from a university in South Australia who had a lot of experience in the industry. Um, So we picked his brain, so to speak, and and used him as a consultant as as through the project. We took technology from other industries. So we took technology from the mining industry and brought that into the dried fruit industry. Um, So it was existing technology, but never, never previously adopted in in our industry. And then we did a lot of removal of processes. So we eliminated a lot of the steps in the manufacturing process that 
resulted in not only efficiencies, but less damage to the fruit and higher quality output at the end of the day. Uh, we also stored the fruit differently. We come up with new means of dehydrating. So we just, there was a lot of invention. A lot of it was knowledge from other industries. A lot of it was just never been adopted. And there was some new knowledge that we created on the way through. Sounds very interesting. I, I guess um, if I'm sitting back listening to this podcast and I'm a small business owner, um, I, I, I'm sort of hearing that, you know, this is sort of very large scale sort of stuff and everything. Um, and probably, you know, guilty as I have been in you know my past business life, I'm sure you maybe have as well, is thinking, well, you know, this is great for big organisations. They can innovate. They can do all of this stuff. They've got the resources. They've got the dollars. They've got all the different things that, you know, they might need to innovate. But the more I look into innovation, um, and I'd be really keen to hear your side of this, is that innovation is really not necessarily large scale, is it? No, not at all. And that's one of the key barriers I feel that some business owners have to innovation. It's it's the wrong mindset. Um, innovation really isn't rocket science. It's it's just simply creativity plus commercialization, if you like. Um, so you just need a reasonably good idea and you need to know how to commercialize it. Um, and that's innovation. And that can be very incremental, very small. If it's new to you as a business owner, even if it exists, if it's new to you and it adds value, that's innovation. We don't want to yeah. overcomplicate it. Yeah, well, I guess we've seen quite a lot of good examples of that in the, with small businesses in during this COVID times, particularly where, you know, um, clothing manufacturers have switched across to become mask manufacturers and, uh, you know, distilleries have become, you know, hand sanitizers producers and things like that. I mean, I guess a lot of small business would see that as just as opportunism, but in a way it is, it, it is just another form of, I guess, entrepreneurship and innovation within a business. Absolutely, without a doubt. And, you know, I guess the, the, the COVID arrangement is uh, forced um, innovation on, on some business owners to in order to get through. Uh, but ideally, I'd like to see more business owners innovate on an ongoing basis rather than only a new joke reaction to an event. Okay, so as, as, as a small business owner, what are some of the things that I can be doing in my business to, you know, to start to develop a, an innovation mindset because you know I think it would be fair to say I, I've had the opportunity of working with you know several thousand small businesses in my career in mentoring and uh, you know workshops and things like that and one of the things that I see is that oftentimes business owners get very very tired from the day-to-day -day grind um, and they they tend to get into a and I've been guilty of it, um, of getting into the habit of you get up and you go and do the work and you come home and you go to sleep and get up and do it all again. So what, what are some of the steps that we can do, do you think, you know, from an innovation entrepreneurial sort of standpoint to start changing those habits and starting to become more innovative in our businesses? Well, I guess there's two major things that come to mind off the cuff, and that is innovation choice. Mm -hmm. So you just, number one, you have to make the choice. And number two, I think you need to understand that in running a business, you have two broad options. You have the opportunity to exploit the current business model and how you make money today. But at the same time, you must explore for the future business models and the future income streams that are going to provide profits for the future. And if you have those two things in mind, you need to be able to then balance them. And what typically happens is most business owners are uh, almost exclusively focused on today's profits 
generating the next invoice and the next bit of cash flow and don't put sufficient weight on the future and investing in the next business models. So the exploration side needs a greater focus. And if you've got that in your mind and you understand that as a business owner, you've got two jobs to do, you've got to make today's income and income for tomorrow and the next day, then you can invest a portion of your efforts into tomorrow and the next day. And that investment, I would think, is not just a time investment, but that's um, uh, an investment of self-education, you know, putting some money aside for doing new things and exploration and stuff like that as well. It is. And I think it's it's probably first starts with mindset um, and, and having an attitude of can do and a focus, a desire to innovate. And a lot of this does come back to um, having a clear vision about where you want to go and, you know, a clear business strategy and all those fundamentals. So innovation, when you get into the depths of it, innovation is built on good business practices. Mm-hmm. Whilst you can do some innovation around the edges, um, ongoing, highly effective innovations built on good business practices. And you need to know exactly where you're heading and why and how you're going to get there, how you're going to win in order to get the best out of your innovation efforts. But there's lots of little things you can do in between. Okay. So what are some of those little things that you know I can be doing? Well, those little things. So, you know, you start with what I would call process innovation perhaps is probably one of the um, easier opportunities where you look to well, what are the processes inside the business? Can you eliminate them? Can you automate them? Um, can you just uh, improve the efficiency of them? Um, so there's lots of little things inside the business that you can eliminate what you would call the bottlenecks. So you mm-hmm. look at the bottlenecks and try and remove those bottlenecks. Um, so that's a, that's a simple uh, sort of approach to take rather than necessarily being the big radical disruptive innovation you hear all those terms all the time and we don't want to sort of get involved in in overstating the complexity of innovation because you know a fish and chip shop can innovate <laughs> it's not it's not over- no <laughs> absolutely and I, I, I think you know I like a couple of the points that you make and one of that is part is is the is the mindset you know um, I think there's um fair to say from the experience of the business numbers of business people that I've seen is that there's a lot of people who are in business as a job. They're not in there as a business owner, in my opinion. And what I mean by that is that, you know, the business owner is thinking about how they can improve their business and develop the business and everything else. And they, they do have some longer term objectives, whereas the, the people that are in business as a job, it's an income only. And I'm not saying either of those is right or wrong. It's Mm. just a different mindset uh, completely. Um, I also like the fact that you know, you're talking about the uh, need for the basics, you know, understanding what your business is about, what you want to get out of your business. And I think part of that thought process is, um, or should be, is succession planning. How, how are you going to get out of your business at some point in the future? Um, because that can also lead to innovation and, and development as well. Yes, without a doubt. Um, so, you know, m- most of my clients, most of the people I work with, they're in business their business is their means to their end. So their business is their their wealth, their security and their lifestyle. And, you know, they need to plan all aspects of today, tomorrow and the next day to be the most successful they can be and get what they want from life, basically. Oftentimes, I guess, Grant, there's a, um, a misunderstanding of innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, you know, what do you see as the similarities or differences between entrepreneurship and innovation? 
In fact, or is there any? Well, I think there are, but entrepreneurship typically, um, in my opinion at least, generally has a, a large dose of innovation at the beginning of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone comes up with a good idea and then they go about trying to commercialise it. So that's sort of a large innovation project, if you like. Um, whereas innovation itself is you know, coming back to that basics of you know, having good ideas, some creativity, and then getting some value from it. And the idea I like to prime, promote is the need for ongoing innovation in businesses. So not when you just you establish a new business and you're you know, very innovative and you come up with this really good idea and then you commercialise it, but you've been in business for five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it might be, but you're innovating as you go along all the time. That's what we need to do more as a country and, and business owners to, to get greater value and compete in, a, in an ever-increasingly competitive environment. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, you know, creating a big um, chain of businesses or becoming the next you know, Bill Gates or whatever it might be. Um, it's just a lot of the stuff is you know, using the things and opportunities around you um, to actually stay in business. Because I, you know, looking at some statistics, uh, I saw there's you know, the businesses that fail to innovate tend to fail very, very quickly. Yeah, so the... The general environment at the moment, the the pace of innovation is accelerating. And I think that's largely undeniable. And the pace of innovation across a broader range of industries is accelerating. So not every industry experiences the same rate of innovation as each other, but as a general rule, they're all accelerating. So if, if you as a business owner are not investing in innovation, you will get left behind. And then you're the, you know, the wealth and security and lifestyle and all those things that you're in business for can evaporate. So we do need to innovate. And yes, it doesn't need to be industry disruptive innovation. It can be incremental innovation. And often for business owners, that's a great place to start um, or you know, most of their investment in innovation. But the idea is to, to learn how to do it on an ongoing basis rather than just that one off when I'm starting an enterprise and I've got you know, this entrepreneurship activity, um, it's more about let's do that, but let's do the innovation aspect of that entrepreneurship activity all throughout the life cycle of the business. Would it be unfair to say that if you took away the word of innovation, which can be frightening to some because they've got these you know, ideas about what innovation is about, it's really, if, if I was to say, you know, it's about adapting your business to survive grow and thrive is that really an in essence sort of a summary of what innovation is about look i think that's uh an outcome of what innovation is so um, innovation really is just ideas adding value to your business as long as those ideas are new to you so for example you know clients can adopt cloud accounting and improve their accounting system, adopt data automation, all that technology already exists out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. But as you as a business owner, if you're not doing that at the moment and you can extract value by adopting that existing technology, you are innovating. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. So we don't want to overcomplicate it. It's not rocket science, as we said earlier. (laughs) Um, And every business these days needs to be increasing their focus on innovation if they want to survive out the other end. So Grant, in sort of wrapping up, what what would be a couple of really key tips that you would say to any and every small business owner um, about 
what they really need to be doing now to ensure their future success? Well, my tips are to make the choice to innovate, number one, yep. and then select an innovation project and learn as you go. But you need to get started. So getting started um, and picking a project and cutting your teeth on that and building your innovation capabilities as you go along is probably the best way for most um, owner-operated businesses to ensure their long-term success. And that involves carving out some of the time and some of the resources for tomorrow and the next day and not just today's profit and today's business model. And initial projects are probably going to start on improving today's business model. Mm -hmm. you know, so that's start with the low-hanging fruit yep. is the other tip I would, I would give. Um, you know, so pick the easy uh, innovation project, the one with the most immediate return and the ones within your current skill set to achieve. Do those first. Learn as you go. Build your capability over time. Fabulous. Grant Ferry, um, thank you very much for being with, uh, with us on Business Success Radio podcast. Um, for any, any of our listeners who would like to uh, learn more about Grant and the work that he does, please hop on to Google and Google Fortitude Business Consulting, which is Grant's uh, company. Um, and Grant's an experienced business management consultant, author specialising in business strategy and innovation. So got a lot of experience there, uh, a lot of qualifications behind him. So uh, from us at Business Success Radio, we would certainly uh, suggest that uh, if you're interested about innovation, want to learn more, you know, check out Grant as one of the key people to uh, find out more about it. Thanks, Anthony. Great pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you, Grant. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Success Radio podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, simply check Biz Success Radio on your current podcast player or visit us on our website, businesssuccessradio.com.au.